KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. Good morning. I'm Matt Hoffman. In for Debbie Cruz, it's Friday, September 29th. How WIC could be impacted if there's a federal government shutdown. More on that next. But first, let's get to the headlines. Starting on Sunday, 45 million Americans are going to have to start repaying their student loan debt. Payments will be due for the first time in more than three years. Student loan payments were paused during the COVID-19 pandemic. According to the Biden administration, federal student loan debt is at $1.6 trillion. The administration is working on establishing a new student loan forgiveness strategy. It's to replace the president's plan that was struck down by the U.S. Supreme Court back in June. For the next year, the Biden administration plans to ease borrowers into repayments. They'll do that by not reporting them to the credit agencies if payments are late or missed altogether. A reminder that a major closure affecting freeway drivers takes effect tonight, and that's in the downtown area. The 5 north from National City to downtown will be reduced to one lane, and that's starting at 9 p.m. tonight and lasts all the way through 5 a.m. on Monday. Caltrans will be working on the freeway bridge over the 163. There was a similar closure on the 5 south earlier this month. It's going to feel like fall this weekend, so maybe you can break out some of those sweatshirts and jackets. I know I did earlier this week. The National Weather Service says temperatures will be up to 20 degrees below average for this time of year. There's also a chance of some patchy drizzle this morning and a chance of rain over the weekend. Temperatures in the inland areas will be in the high 60s, in the county's coastal areas, low to mid-60s. And in the mountains and deserts, there's a wind advisory in effect from 5 p.m. today until Sunday at 5 a.m. Temperatures in the mountains will be in the mid-50s, and in the deserts, it will be high 70s throughout the weekend. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. Congress has until the end of the week to pass funding legislation for the next fiscal year. If that doesn't happen, parts of the federal government will shut down on Sunday, the 1st of October. Reporter Melissa May tells us about one program that helps mothers and young children that could be impacted. The Special Supplemental Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children, better known as WIC, helps nearly 7 million women and children across the country, including over 970,000 just in California. The White House has been warning that if there's a shutdown, recipients will start being turned away at grocery store counters. But here in California, Sarah Diaz with the California WIC Association says WIC recipients won't face an immediate crisis. California expects to have funding through November 20th, so I want to encourage people to keep going to their WIC appointments, even if we have a government shutdown, keep going to your WIC appointments because California WIC will not be shutting down immediately. If there is a shutdown and if it goes beyond November 20th, the San Diego Food Bank says it's ready to step in and help. Melissa May, KPBS News. 
Half a million California fast food workers are set to receive a higher minimum wage and a seat at the table. Reporter Katie Heisen explains. Sergio Valderrama Lopez says he's worked at a San Diego McDonald's for 12 years. He speaks to me from his car in L.A. where he's attending a bill signing by the governor that will raise his hourly wage from $16.50 to $20 starting April 1st. So I'm, I'm actually very anxious and excited today. He says he spent the last year fighting alongside other workers for the increase. California fast food workers are paid less than comparable service workers. Most are women of color. I ask Lopez what he'll do with the increase. Saving a little bit if I can. Um, but if not, you know, it's going to help me a lot, you know, relieve all the stress. The bill also establishes a statewide fast food council to develop minimum standards for workers. Top of Lopez's wish list, better health insurance and better workplace treatment. Katie Heisen, KPBS News. Since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, the city of San Diego has seen an explosion of people traveling by bike. Metro reporter Andrew Bowen has more on the local findings of a new nationwide study. The company Streetlight Data analyzed travel surveys and anonymized cell phone location data to measure how much Americans are biking. It found from 2019 to 2022, bike trips have gone up 37 percent across the country. Biking boomed and that boom was sustained. Emily Adler is director of content for Streetlight Data. The bike boom was even more dramatic in San Diego, which saw a 71 percent increase. That's the second largest jump in the country. We have a lot more people biking. Hopefully that's in part because the infrastructure is there. If the infrastructure is not there, what do we need to do to protect those people as well as accelerate that trend? I was surprised uh, to see that we were second on the list. Anar Salayev is executive director of Bike SD. He says the city still lacks a complete network of safe bike lanes, and he hopes the report will motivate city leaders to do better. I hope that they would take away that there is a demand for biking in San Diego and that they would be more galvanized and willing to nurture and encourage more of that ridership. Despite the progress, San Diego still has a long way to go to meet its climate goals. Driving is the city's largest contributor to climate change, and emissions from transportation are going up. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. Coming up, a KPBS staffer has the inside scoop on all things fall. I found that there were so many different events happening around San Diego for the fall season and beyond. We'll have that story and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. The city of Chula Vista is holding its first ever arts festival tomorrow. South Bay reporter Corey Suzuki says the event is part of the city's efforts to strengthen its arts community. 
The courtyard outside Chula Vista City Hall is normally a pretty quiet place. There's an open lawn, rows of trees and rosemary bushes, sometimes the occasional pedestrian. But on Saturday, city officials hope to see the place come to life during the city's inaugural art fest. I don't think we've ever done anything like this before. Erwin Magbanua is the city's principal librarian and cultural arts manager. He says residents can expect live music and painting, food trucks, interactive installations, and dozens of local vendors selling their artwork. For the longest time, um, local artists who, who, when they want to show off their work, they need to leave Chula Vista. Um, and we want to show that those artists, we want to show the community that um, our artists in Chula Vista and in the South Bay can actually stay in that South Bay. Chula Vista Community Engagement Specialist Carla Mendez says this is a big step towards growing the city's local art scene. It's really building that roadmap to where we want to be in terms of art in the city. For organizers, this event is also about building a new place to showcase the talent and creativity of the artist communities in Chula Vista and the South Bay. They hope this art fest will be the first of many more. Corey Suzuki, KPBS News. ArtFest is free and open to all ages. It runs tomorrow from noon to 9 p.m. at Chula Vista City Hall. It's that time of year when we can dig out some cozy attire, drink some pumpkin spice lattes, and even carve some pumpkins. Truly, I have never had a pumpkin spice latte, but maybe this is the year. Actually, when I think of fall, I really think of baseball ending and turning more attention to football. But KPBS social media strategist Natalie Dudas-Thomas, she's been busy rounding up some of the fall and Halloween family events going on this month, and she's here with us now to give us all the details. Natalie, welcome to San Diego News Now. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. So I guess first quick question I have to know, have you ever had a pumpkin spice latte? And if you have, one through 10, rate it. Oh, good question. Um, I actually worked through Starbucks in college, so I had maybe too many pumpkin spice lattes, I would say. Uh, So rating that is a little hard, Uh, uh, maybe a five. Five. Okay. All right. That's not really giving me inspiration <laughs> to go try one, but uh, okay. Let's get to the, to the listing of events here. Uh, what was your inspiration for this? How did you come up with this? Yeah. So this year, um, KPPS launched our Parents Hub, which we use. It serves as a resource for families in San Diego County, and we've been working on a variety of stories for it um, that directly affect families. So uh, it could be news and updates about the child care crisis in the area to local events or places that families can explore in San Diego with their kids. So this kind of seemed like a natural transition for that. Um, uh, and also as a parent of two little ones, I found that there were so many different events happening around San Diego for the fall season and beyond. You know, this is kind of the start of all the events that are going to start happening for all the holidays. Um, so I found myself wishing for this kind of one-stop shop place for the top events that I wouldn't want to miss. And what I really like about this list that we created is that it features something for everybody. So from babies to teens to adults, it's going to have something on there that everyone's going to enjoy. And so I know you mentioned that you are actually a parent there. Uh, What events on the list stand out to you or ones that you might be looking forward to going to? 
There's always the tried and true pumpkin patches and apple picking, which I'm always a fan of. Um, what I do like on the list, though, is that it rounds up uh, some of the more unique events that are out there that you may not know of. Um, for example, there's the Pumpkin Express at the Pacific Southwest Railway Museum for the train enthusiast in your life. I'm looking at all those three-year-olds out there. Uh, and the San Diego Public Library is hosting a dog costume contest. So there's something in there for everybody. Dog costume contest. I, I know all the dogs that I've had, I don't think I could ever get them to wear a costume or at least one that would stay intact without being chewed up. Um, but I also know this time of year in fall, there's a lot of festivals that are happening. Uh, which ones are, are going on? Yeah, there's a ton happening. There's um, several Oktoberfests happening, um, which obviously happen every year. We have this year everywhere from La Mesa to North Park to Ocean Beach. And most of those have a family-friendly aspect to them uh, while also being fun for the adults. Um, and then another unique kind of festival event that's happening is the Helen Woodward Animal Center is putting on a harvest festival. Um, they're going to have animal encounters, trick-or-treating. And we know that up in North County and Oceanside, they have their Dia de los Muertos Festival. What can you tell us about what's going on there? This is their 22nd year, I think, putting on that festival. And um, it seems like it's going to be a hit just like the past years. Um, they have a lowrider show, dozens of altars or ofrendas that they present there that um, celebrate the lives of loved ones who have passed. Um, and even better is anyone from the public can sign up to build an altar uh, or an ofrenda at the event, which is a great opportunity for people in the community to participate. Um, all right, now let's talk about where people can get those big orange things, pumpkins. I know I'm not a big pumpkin, pumpkin carver, but I've done it a few times, and I like to think I have some pretty mad pumpkin carving skills. But with that in mind, where can people pick up some pumpkins? Um, so a lot of the festivals we just highlighted are offering pumpkin patches. Um, there's the local favorites like farms. Uh, there's the Oma's Family Farm in Lakeside, the Bates Nut Farm in Valley Center. And then a favorite one that I like is the Bonita Pumpkin Farm. Um, because I don't know about anyone else's kids, but my kids like lots of different activities. Um, and this one has the pumpkin patch in addition to a corn maze and hay rides and a sunflower field, which is kind of cool. We've kind of been talking about uh, family-friendly events, but you also have some recommendations for adults who want to celebrate the fall season. I heard Oktoberfest. Uh, what else you got? So when I was trying to round up all these events, um, there was one that caught my eye. It's called Fright for the Future, and it's happening in Bubble Park. Um, basically, they bill it as a haunted maze of quote-unquote true terrors, um, bringing scary issues like climate change, pollution, and animal rights to light. So if you're hoping for a little more existential dread this holiday season, then that event might be for you. Um, if you're wanting more of a traditional scary encounter, uh, if you will, then the Haunted Trail, which is on the other side of Bubble Park, might be for you. They have um, two different types of scary treats happening, a 3,500 square foot maze and then a mile long terrifying outdoor trail. And that one's pretty fun. I will say, though, that event is definitely not recommended for kids under at least age 10. No, haunted houses are scary. Yeah, definitely. I will say there is one um, event that was also interesting. It's a family-friendly haunted house experience that um, the Haunted Ghost Town in Encinitas is offering. It has an all-ages option for younger kiddos earlier in the evening and then a more scarier option for older folks in the uh, later in the night, which is a kind of a good mix of the two if you have a couple of different age groups in your um, in your family. 
I've never been to a haunted house in San Diego, but I've been to Not Scary Farm up at Knott's Berry Farm, and that is scary. <laughs> I did not find that enjoyable at all. Um, but okay, Natalie, where can our listeners find the full list of events or just more details on some of the stuff that we've been talking about? Yeah, this full list of events um, that we've rounded up is on our parents hub at kpbs.org slash parents. And then you can always check out our events calendar um, just at kpbs.org slash events. And that has everything for Halloween and fall. And then, like I said, all the upcoming holidays um, as well. Well, there's plenty of ideas out there, so something for everyone here. Natalie, it's been great having you here on the San Diego News Now podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you. Before you go, if you're a coffee lover, today is your day. It's National Coffee Day, and as you might have heard in that previous segment, I'm not a coffee guy. You can celebrate, though, with a free cup of joe at some coffee shops. Krispy Kreme, for instance, is giving its customers a free medium coffee, and that can be hot or iced. And you can even get an espresso-based drink, if that's your fancy. And over at Dunkin', which I think is short for Dunkin' Donuts, if you're a rewards member, you can get a free medium iced coffee or a hot coffee with any purchase. According to the National Coffee Association, 63% of Americans drink coffee daily. I guess I'm happy to be in the minority there. That's it for the podcast today. The podcast is produced by KPBS's Emlyn Mohebi and edited by KPBS senior producer Brooke Ruth. We'd also like to thank editor Nick McVicker for helping the podcast team this week. You can always find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us again on Monday to start the week off with the top stories of the day. Plus, we'll hear a story about local research that's aiming to turn plants into carbon super scrubbers. I'm Matt Hoffman. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a journey through computation, data analysis, and real-world applications. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu.